0: Welcome to Getting Healthcare Right, a bi-monthly podcast about the business of healthcare, brought to you by TriHealth and hosted by Jamie Smith, president and publisher of the Cincinnati Business Courier. In this podcast series, we explore changes being made by some healthcare systems to provide care differently and in a way that benefits patients, employers, and entire communities, all while costing less than traditional healthcare delivery. It's about getting healthcare right.
1: Welcome to today's episode of Getting Healthcare Right, presented by the Cincinnati Business Courier in partnership with TriHealth. Today, I'm happy to welcome back to the show TriHealth COO, Terry Hanlon. Terry, welcome back.
2: Hi, Jamie, it's good to be back.
1: Joining Terry and I today is Dr. Helen Kasalka, Chief Medical Officer for TriHealth. Welcome to the show, Dr. Kasalka.
3: Thank you very much, I'm pleased to be here today.
1: Today, we're gonna to take a deeper dive into population health and how it plays into the revenue stream for health systems. Terry, as I said, you've been here many times before, and I love getting your input on these questions. I'm going to start out with Dr. Koselka. Doctor, can you tell us a bit about you and what your role is at TriHealth?
3: Sure. I am the chief medical officer, and in that role, I'm responsible for the quality of the care delivered across the organization. That's from every doctor, every hospital, every site. So in that capacity, we make sure that we have some standardized practices, that we deliver the finest care to all of our patients that we make sure that we practice evidence-based medicine and we have standards across the organization for accreditation. Additionally, we deliver a a seamless experience to our patients.
1: That's no small job, so thank you for doing what you do. Terry, as you know, these episodes that we've done in the past have all evolved around population health and how it focuses on keeping people from getting ill or catching illnesses earlier. Intuitively, you might think you make less money with that approach. How does that work so that you make the money that you need, you know, with the nonprofit system like your own?
2: Talking finance and pop health is always interesting. Let me start by just saying that our healthcare system, as I think Mark Clement, our CEO and president, has shared in, in the past, is really broken and it's financed on an archaic model of where you get paid for everybody that comes through your doors. The beauty of population health is you get paid for achieving health outcomes, so you're really getting good value for the care that you receive, and everybody benefits because you're healthier. So the individual gets better, the community gets better, et cetera. What we have found in this journey is that we have changed how our managed care contracts are organized and developed, so we actually get paid based on the outcomes we achieve. So the more outcomes that we can achieve through our care interventions, the more dollars we'll be able to get. But the beauty of that is that our dollars, any dollars that a healthcare system makes, particularly one that's a not-for-profit, really gets reinvested into essential services that are reimbursed poorly. Think behavioral health, which we've talked about in the past, or palliative care. It also gets reinvested into people and technology so we can continue evolving our care models. And that's going to benefit the community. And then lastly, I would say we can use those dollars for our charity care, for those that are less fortunate and don't have the funds to pay their hospital or their health care bill. And I think Dr. Koselko, I'll turn to you, but uh, you may wanna talk a little bit about our physician compensation and how our physicians uh, approach this. Physicians
3: aren't motivated by money alone. That's not, we, we're not sitting in office that's hoping that patients come in sick so we can just churn money. <laughs> our goal is to actually make people better. And in my role, and as a primary care doc as well, we like counseling patients. We like seeing patients and keeping them well. We thrive on making sure patients have healthy lives. So the intent of this whole system is to enhance patient wellness and well-being over a lifetime. So that's why doctors go into medicine, is to advance science, but to also advance health. I think over time, what you're going to see is there'll still be patients who need all kinds of services, all kinds of procedures, all kinds of care. But we have a lot of people in this country that have illnesses that didn't need to happen. And they got sick and they did not need to get as sick as they got because they didn't get the care they needed early on in the course of their disease. And this model helps physicians attack that aspect of it, the preventative measures, the proactive care that will keep the majority of the population much healthier and benefit our community in that regard.
2: At the end of the day, Jamie, when we better manage a population and we're in a contract that uh, rewards us for that, that's how, how the patient wins, the community wins, the employer wins, everybody wins.
1: You know, it makes so much sense. Sometimes you want to scratch your head and like, why can't we fix this? You know, it makes so much sense. I mean, we've had in the prior episodes, two patients, you know, one through your executive health system and Mm -hmm. one that, you know, a a lung cancer patient that didn't know he had lung cancer. But because of being there and taking all the necessary uh, tests in advance, they were able to catch it early. So it makes so much sense. Terry, where is TriHealth in the transition to risk-based contracting? Can you talk a little bit about that?
2: Sure. I'll be happy to. We're actually pretty far along. We have contracts today that are fully at risk where we both get rewarded for hitting outcomes and where we pay back dollars if we don't hit outcomes. So out of our 600,000 lives that we serve, annually, we have about 300,000 of them that are in a value-based arrangement. And out of those 300,000, I would say about half of those are in some type of upside or downside risk arrangement where we will get reimbursed for meeting the quality and health outcomes that we say we're going to do for that population. So when you look at this community, we're the furthest along in terms of risk-based contracting and having the number of lives that we have in those types of contracts.
1: You mentioned before a lot of people think you know health systems are just in it to, for the money or doctors are in it to make the money. Right after that, people think the same thing with insurance companies. Mm-hmm. How supportive have insurance companies been to this approach?
2: Yeah, that's a really great question. And I would say it's similar to health systems. They're on varying aspects of the journey. There's some insurance companies that are just putting their big toe in the water, and there's others who've got their whole body in it. We call that collaborative payer relationships. And those are the payers that actually are thinking differently partnering with the health system, trying to work together on how do we move the population into a healthier environment. And so for us, I would say several of the payer relationships we have, they're very creative thinking and they are all on board with wanting to look at risk-based contracting and what can we do differently to not only reimburse based on the outcomes you achieve, but continue moving in this direction of fee for value and getting off the fee for service hamster wheel.
1: I got obviously several insurance companies as customers as well. And it seems like they do want to take that collaborative Mm -hmm. approach with health systems like yourself to figure out how to get it right. So I'm glad to hear that some are are like you guys above, you know, where others are and hopefully others will follow.
2: Yeah. And Jamie, I'll add that, you know, one of our innovations comes from those kind of collaborative payer relationships. So for example, with Anthem, which is a large payer in this community, we do a lot together with Anthem in this creative space, both from risk-based contracting, but also in the care delivery model, where we're looking at using digital technology differently or um, thinking through how to handle behavioral health in a different manner. So besides just the financial aspect, it really is intertwined with the care delivery model.
1: Dr. Kasaka, humans are, it's at our nature to be skeptical. How supportive have doctors been to this approach and did they have resistance to the strategy?
3: There are some doctors who are all in and are willing and starting to accept this change and, and working towards it. And then there's, you know, obviously those that are resistant. And there's a number of things that go into it. Terry mentioned the financial issues. The financial risk, as I mentioned, it's not all about the money, but there are financial risks to physicians too. And there's something that they might feel beyond their control to manage within a patient population. So that that might give some people some pause. I think there's some concerns on the physician side of regarding the amount of work that this requires. When you're in a population health model, you're doing care coordination. You're helping navigate a patient through the system. Some physicians might be concerned that takes a lot of time and they need additional support. So those concerns come up. There's some, you know, we have to educate our physicians on this whole model as well. Not everyone is as well versed as, as Terry is or certainly a lot of our other executive leaders and people within the, the managed care industry. So there's a lot of education to be done with that. And I think the other thing that physicians worry about is autonomy. And patient satisfaction. A lot of population health is following standards, evidence-based guidelines, and to some extent, they might feel they lose their ability to make individual physician decisions and that patients might actually not be satisfied with the answer that they might get from a physician.
2: Yeah, if I could add to what you said, Dr. Koselko, we saw this early on, Jamie, when we first started our population health journey with our physicians, but what was the beauty of what we did and what we saw evolve is that we had physician leadership who really got themselves educated around what population health means, and at the core of this, it's around really treating the patient the way every physician wants to treat a patient, with proactive approach, with interventions that are going to get them to optimal health, and so it makes sense from that intuitiveness of a physician. What I would say is over the several years that we've been doing this, our physician leaders and population health actually have gotten stronger and understanding how the different quality metrics and reimbursement go hand in hand. And it's been really nice to see them grow in their knowledge. And it doesn't detract from their patient care intervention. That is always first and foremost.
3: One thing we do for our physicians is provide them data,
2: and physicians appreciate
3: the factual data that we share with them that shows that they actually are improving the health, or they've standardized a process and the outcomes for that group of patients is better than, than prior to that change. So it's really been a plus for everyone.
1: Well, you know, for our listeners that have been listening to even the our entire journey on this podcast, we've heard from doctors, we've heard from physicians' assistants, we've heard from nurses. We've heard from your IT people, and every conversation we have comes back to the total care of the patient. And I don't think I've ever seen that much collaboration with an organization. So it's obvious why this is working out right at TriHealth because there is that collaboration across the entire network. And it seems like at the end of the day, regardless of what their role is, the bottom line is how do we help the patient keep the patient healthy?
2: Absolutely.
1: Well, in closing our conversation today, Terry, anything else you'd like to add or close?
2: Well, I would just say that it really takes everybody on the team to move this forward. You know, the patients at the center with the primary care physician, but it is the whole care team and it is the business community as well, Jamie. As we know, there's three payers on health care. There's the government, the employer and the individual. So having our employers understand this journey of population health is very important. And we just thank you for uh, bringing that attention to everybody.
1: Well, thank you, Dr. Kasaka, any closing words from you?
2: No, I,
3: I would echo what Terry said, but just say you know, that the physicians appreciate the fact that you've got this conversation going with the mm-hmm. community and the business community because this really does help the overall health of the community and our individual patients, obviously, but it helps the physicians in a world of Terry talked about the treadmill earlier.
1: Mm-hmm. It really is going
3: to help them mm-hmm. with their professional careers and their and their enjoyment of their practice.
1: listen, I want to thank both Terry Hamlin, COO of TriHealth, and Dr. Helen Koselka, MD, Chief Medical Officer, for joining me today for this fabulous conversation. If our listeners have missed previous episodes of Getting Healthcare Right, I urge you to log on to the CincinnatiBusinessCourier.com, click on the menu bar on the top left of our homepage. Under Partner Content, you will see Getting Healthcare Right. Click and you'll see all past episodes that you can view. I want to thank TriHealth for taking us along with them on your journey into population health. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in and also joining us. Check back in two weeks for the next episode. Until then, I hope you all have a great day.
0: Thank you for downloading Getting Healthcare Right, presented by the Cincinnati Business Courier and sponsored by TriHealth. To learn more, visit TriHealth.com.